it's Red Rover. Is that our new intro signal? The red light is on. We are recording. This is Red Rover Podcast. Featuring Catherine and Shamari. Back and forth banter. Getting so cute in our intro. Guys, welcome to the podcast. If you don't know who we are and what we do. And what um, are you doing here? Like... Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> different approaches to new listeners. Guys, we are a pop culture fandom podcast in which we try to bring each other over to our side yeah. of, of whatever we're talking about. Our side of, of geekdom slash fandom slash Tumblr page. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we get our name, Red Rover, Red Rover. Did you like that game as a kid, by the way? No. It's horrible. Because you're like you're you're it's, charging into people's locked arms and it's like either you're just like like doing like a like a, a vertical belly flop mm-hmm. or you're on the receiving end and you're like holding this person's hand for a dear life and then somebody just jams themselves into your wrist and it's like what what is this? It's violent. It is violent. And I would always be scared that the person I was, you know, locked with would cuz I'm like, no. If if this person is charging toward my arm, I'm not going to sacrifice my what what is this your tibia health? Or, yeah, cuz femur's in your legs. So uh-huh. I'll say tibia. Sure, that sounds right. My forearm. I'm not yeah. going to sacrifice that just for the stupid game. But, you know, if you get with someone who's really intense and mm-hmm. they've got a lock on your arm, I, I had an anxiety about that. But okay. anyway, we veered off course now. That's not what we talk about in this podcast. We talk about movies and TV <laughs> shows. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to be wrapping up our friends and neighbors topic. Right. Um, we're going to get into a current movie, uh, Blade Runner. 2049 with a running time of two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> it is long. It is on the long side. So we're going to talk about both our opinions on that. We haven't yeah. talked about it yet. We have not. And then we're going to wrap up um, with an eye toward our next episode, which will be our Halloween episode. Yes, Halloween. Yeah. So, okay, but let's jump right in. I gave you some homework last time, yeah. which was to watch... The show Crashing, the show that is on Netflix, yeah. not the HBO show, the Netflix show, the British show, the show written and directed by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Right. I gave you like every other episode, there are only six episodes, only one season. Yeah. Um, I did hear... See, I was about to, I was going to start with, I watched it with the instigator. The instigator <laughs> strikes so, again. I was trying to just like watch it. Yeah. He was commentating... Or yeah, comment yeah, commentating. Of course he and was. And we still like that first episode, and we had what was fun was like we laughed at different parts. Okay. There were things he thought were funny that I didn't think were funny. There were jokes that he forgot about and then laughed again. Um, it was like oh I forgot about that part or or whatever. So it usually <laughs> I rove her all by my lonesome. Mm-hmm. So this time I had I had company. Okay. Okay, with with crashing, it was a little strange because the way you set it up to me was like it was going to be about what is it like six friends or I guess it's it's four friends. But I thought there's more people in it. Um, there are a few 
side characters who, because there's like her coworker. It's okay. So there's yeah, there's some side characters, but then there are maybe four or five main characters. Yeah, because it, it's the main couple. Uh huh. Which first of all, I played the. They were on Doctor Who games. So I was picking like lots of people. Oh, of course, they're oh, British. They're of course, Doctor yeah. Mm-hmm. So one guy was on being human. So our main bunch is Lulu, Sam, Melody, Kate, Anthony, and Fred. Fred. So. So that's six people. So what are you saying? I, I told you true. Yeah. Okay, well, I, yeah, but I thought it was be more about them. How do I put this? Just the, being like the, six friends it hanging wasn't, out. It wasn't like yeah. It wasn't like friends. No. I thought I thought it was gonna be like friends oh. in Britain, but that's coupling technically. Yeah, it wasn't like the six of them hanging out doing stuff. It wasn't like happy endings. It wasn't like one of those shows. No. It looks like that on the surface, but you come in and every episode is. Oh wait, no. Our, okay, is Lulu gonna break up Anthony and Kate? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Is Sam in love with Fred? Yeah. The only uh, plot I. I but wait, you could there? easily describe that as the plot of Friends as well. Are Ross and Rachel going to get back together? Are Mon- yeah. Phoebe is is Rachel going to have a baby with Joey? Or I mean, you know. Okay, I mean, they're definitely like season arcs, but oh man, the thing is, like, I didn't really. the The main thing was supposed to be Lulu, played by Phoebe Waller Bridge, mm-hmm. coming in and rocking Kate and Anthony's relationship. Yes, because Anthony. Because Lulu and Anthony are secretly, secretly in love. They have been since they were in middle school or however long ago it was that they met. They have a very long, like, intimate relationship, yeah. but they've always just been really close friends. The thing is, I don't like Lulu mm. at all. Okay. Because the whole point of her character is to ruin things. Mm. And, I, and that kind of, that put me off. And I wasn't sure if you're supposed to, like... I don't know if it, it gave her like an added dimension to make her um, un, unlikable. Um, I, I was never rooting for her. I just kept waiting for her to, for one episode, for one moment, tell the truth. For for one of them to be brave. There was just too much like BSing between the two of them. It was fine when it was just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to pull this prank on you. Ha ha ha. You know me so well. You know how to rub me the wrong way sort of thing. But it kept coming back to, oh, I'm going to flirt with you. You flirt with me too much. Well, you flirt with me too much. Oh, we should do this. No, we can't. And it was just like this kind of like hyperactive, unrequited, will they, won't they. Like It, it wasn't just like there was this one moment where it's like, oh, wait, are they going to get together? It was every single time they were on screen. Uh, it's like watching – it was like watching two um, – like two like third graders on the playground and you know he's pulling her pigtails or whatever and she's she's yelling for the teacher it was like grow up like that was the whole, that was my whole thing with that with with that set of people it's just like grow up him and him and Lulu Anthony and Lulu their thing and then when Kate reveals that because I oh okay because I watched all six episodes right, right because there were just six episodes sure. it was on you Netflix can plow I was like whatever them. yeah. Everybody in here, everybody in this show was just like a raging coward, except for Colin, Colin and um, Sophie, what was her name? Oh, um, <laughs> Melody. Melody. And it was like, the only plot that I immediately liked was Melody 
and Colin. And as I was watching with the instigator, I was like, Am, is it okay that I, I want to watch their show? Or is that too much like um, Lost in Translation? Uh, but I think um, Lost, in Tra- Lost in Translation is that, I think it's the Bill Murray movie. Yeah, the movie, and I was going like to say. Early, um, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson, yes. Where I think he goes to Japan and she's there. Yeah. And it's all about like, you know, it, it was one of those... Um, no, I love this movie. I know pixie, this movie uh, by heart. It felt kind of like... From manic, the outside. Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Yeah, like I was a trip that was like the setup for that movie. I haven't seen it, but just like, oh, I'm an older man and I need some some spark in my life. And here comes ScarJo and she's going to reinvigorate my existence. And I wasn't sure if There's that's elements what that movie of that. But wait, oh, is that what you're comparing so, uh, Colin and Melody to? I was, it, was, it was the uh, other side of it. It was uh-huh. from the woman's perspective. Lost in Translation is also the, from the woman's perspective. Oh. It's like okay. ScarJo's in a kind of like marriage not a loveless marriage but a and she so yeah anyway anyway but yeah okay like, now, now i see melody was an adult colin was an adult mm. it's like them i got everybody else was just like an annoying child except for um, what about fred fred i did like i liked fred i felt bad love for fred. fred love fred. um so the so basically what i'm hearing is like the characters were not likable enough to make you yeah. care about them and be invested in what happens to them. Yeah. Okay. Except for Melody and Colin. Mm. But I felt guilty about it. I'm, I'm still not sure if it's okay for me to, to like that. If it, if it's like, um, if it was too much of like a, like a reverse fantasy. Because it wasn't like he was depressed and he saw this girl and then she said something and now he's obsessed with her. It was this girl sees this depressed guy and becomes obsessed with him and he's middle trying aged, to get away from average her average looking yeah it, it, yeah it, it just it wasn't like it wasn't like this male power fantasy no. it, was, it was something yeah. else well and yeah I, I, and I like she, watching that she uses him melody she's an artist she's french which they always keep talking about um, <laughs> she's never been she, she doesn't she like she's kind of the uh yeah. the definition of like a character who like has no fracks to give, yeah. right? Like, yeah. she doesn't care. She doesn't follow rules. She doesn't follow social etiquette. She does what she wants. She's an artist. And she uses Colin when she wants to. And she also, like, pushes him to, like, kind of become this truer, better person. See, I, I like that. Yeah. But again, I feel like, isn't that isn't that a trope? <sighs> and, and there is some plot about, like, her and her dad. Yeah, like, at the very end. Because, like, I feel like that was a really good twist. Uh-huh. Um, no, I think I, th- I think it's a little bit of a trope, but it's it's uh, okay. I mean, I think that the trope that the the show really falls into, and while I do like the show, and I think I like the show more than you, mm-hmm. I can't argue too much with everything you're saying. Yeah. The one thing I'll say is that I had just watched Fleabag before I watched this. Okay. You haven't seen Fleabag. I have not. Okay. Phoebe Waller Bridge, the character she plays in Fleabag, makes this character look like. Pollyanna, or is that <laughs> yeah, person yeah, yeah, Pollyanna? A like a sweet, wholesome, yeah. like the character she plays. And Fleabag is is an interesting show in its own right because it's not like all about. It's more like a focus on one protagonist and mm-hmm. like she's going through a really dark time and why she's going through that. But she is such an awful, unlikable person in Fleabag that <laughs> that the character of Lulu, I was kind of like, oh well, here she's and she herself is this trope. 
almost embodies the manic pixie dream girl too, right? She comes into town, but but they're kind of mocking it. Mm-hmm. She comes into town with a ukulele on a bus, yeah. singing a cute yeah. little song, yeah. um, and then like, but they comment on it, or she's like, "Aren't I annoying?" Or you know, so so I think they're kind of trying to let her have that. But yeah. also not. And I think that's one reason she makes her characters such big assholes. Because I think in a way she wants to draw this point of like, hey, you know these quirky, adorkable. manic, pixie, adorable yeah. girls? Like, you know, they're they're narcissists. Yeah. And they're like self-obsessed and they don't care about any... I mean, not everyone, but I'm saying that those characters can also have this downside. Yeah. So it's interesting yeah. to see that, right? Like, yeah. when you haven't seen it on screen a lot. As far as, like, would you call it a, a deconstruction of that type of character? Where it's like, mm. here's, what it, here's what it would be like to be around Jessica Day for 24 hours straight. Maybe so. It's just like, you would, she would burn out, you would burn out, and then you would get to see, I don't know, her, all of her little, um, <laughs> oh gosh, ne- neuro- neuroses yeah. coming through, and like, just like the ugly side of that, like, She's, you know, she can't handle her liquor. She drinks too much. Now she's, like, sliding around in, uh, what was it, curry that it spilled on the floor? And can we talk about the one moment? Okay, here's my, here's, here's who, here's who Lulu is to me. Totally hungover, goes to the restaurant, vomits in a vat of curry, doesn't throw out the curry, just throws in more seasoning. And I'm just like, Oh my God, why did you remind me of that? I'm okay. (laughs) Red Rover will be right back after these messages. Uh, (laughs) I had forgotten about that. Well, and that's that's what I was going to say when you called her Jessica Day and when you said they were like third graders. I'm like, yeah, it's that, but with this dose of like gross out um, toilet humor and then also just so raunchy. I mean, all the... And I told you it was really raunchy. Yeah. Right? Remember last episode, I was like, you know, Fleabag opens with a really raunchy joke. This show is just like sex and toilet humor. And because it's British, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like in an American show, it'd be like, whoa, you know, it seemed forced. But I'm kind of like, oh, but British people... (laughs) Not that they're all that... They can be very prim and proper, but then they can also be this kind of like... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like yeah. What, as far as what crosses the pond mm-hmm. over us uh, Yanks, <laughs> it's like everything's like, yeah, tea time mm-hmm. and whatnot. Or like, you know, super sci-fi, but there's still tea time. But in this, it's like it's not about tea time and pinkies in the air or whatever. It's vomit in the curry. No, that's what I'm saying. I've yeah. seen other British comedies where they're really raunchy. Really? and and yeah. Okay, well, maybe I haven't... Uh... I, not like this, though. I mean, not this exactly is like, like this. I've seen like... I've heard dirty jokes... Like Spoken Peep Show. Have you watched accent. Peep Show? Peep Show can get kind of raunchy. I've kind of through an okay. episode of Peep oh, Show. Oh, okay. Ooh. I mean, Peep Show's kind of intense if you don't... I don't like um, I don't like watching people in awkward situations. God. I feel like that's all Peep Show yeah. is. Yeah. Fair enough. But we'll, we'll talk about Peep Show another time, but um, probably. But uh, okay. but yeah, so this is... Yeah, so what, what was your point about the curry? It's disgusting. No, just like what well, I, I hadn't seen that sort of thing. Well, yeah, maybe Misfits does that. But those are like teenagers. Mm. They're acting their age. These are adults. These are twenty somethings, mm-hmm. um, kind of living by the seat of their pants, and just like not owning up to anything except for Melody. Melody and Colin are immune to all of my critiques. Well, now wait a minute. I, yeah. I'll disagree with you there because what about Kate? Kate actually really grows on me as mm-hmm. a character, and I like that they gave her 
so much time. Like, what about the episode where Kate and Melody hang out, and Kate kind of like finds herself, which is some of which involves being topless, you know. Okay. Um, but right, like, isn't she running around topless? Yeah, but then she, yeah, they, they, everybody comes in. It's like a topless paint party. Okay. Then she goes back. To, then she goes back with what's his name, uh-huh. with, um, Anthony. Then she tells him how she feels. The realest moment, as real as it can get, and then the rest of the series about her, is about her backing out of it. Because I think there are about two episodes left, and it's just, oh, I don't remember saying anything. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and it's just like, come on. It's like, what do you? It's like why? And but it, it's, it's not the I end of the show. I mean, you know, maybe it's not yeah, the end it's of the not show. Yeah, it's the end of the show. And then, like, when the when the show ends, at the last moment, by the time I, by the time I got to that last moment, um, I don't know if we can talk about it if it's too spoilery, but it's like the Anthony Lulu relationship resolves. Mm-hmm. Um, they answer the will they or, will they or won't they, and in getting that answer, you get something extra from Kate. But by that point. Kate has excised herself from her relationship with Anthony. Mm. So I was like, Kate needs to keep going. Mm-hmm. Why are you turning back around? And it's like, let Anthony deal with this Lulu fallout. It's his problem. It's their problem. Kate needs to move on to, I don't know, who's the flirty guy in the office? Maybe her and Melody need to hang out. I don't know. Um, yeah, and it was, I don't know. It's like, no, none of these people have my respect. That is, except for uh, Fred. It's it's a frustrating show to watch. Like again, I can't. Fred, Melody, and Colin. I can't disagree. <laughs> Half the characters. Oh wait, okay. I did want to say back to my summer spectacular. As I mentioned, um, Friends from College. Yeah. This is a better version of Friends ah, from College. Okay. Like I, I would no longer recommend Friends from College if you could just sit back and watch. Huh. Crashing. It okay. does those same jokes. From FOS, mm-hmm. FFC, mm-hmm. better. Mm. Um, it's a lot tighter structure. It's only six episodes yeah. as opposed to like eight or ten or however many. It it's better. Okay, that's the best thing I had to say about the show. Now I'm sorry I interrupted you. Please continue. No, 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 no. That's I. I was thinking about that. Yeah, because I, what I was gonna say is I don't disagree with you. There are really frustrating things that happen to the characters. I do think that's the point. Having watched Fleabag, yeah. I think for whatever reason, like her MO, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's MO, is to, like, you want to yell at the characters. Or, you you know, maybe she doesn't want them not to have your respect. But, but I see what you're saying. I just still find the show entertaining enough. It's funny enough. And, I mean... Uh, one thing I would ask you about, like, what did you think of the setting of them living in this old hospital? Like, I love that. That's very, that's very novel. Yeah. Like, and I think that. Oh, and everything just falling apart, and then like the when the uh, the light bulb falls into the bathtub, it's like she would have been in there if what's his, if Anthony had left, and it was, and then she like she's trying to have her moment, and just like get some empathy, but it's like Lulu keeps stealing her spotlight, mm-hmm. and it was just like yeah. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you, the whole Lulu Anthony. I think yeah. in the first episode, because I've rewatched the first episode a few mm-hmm. times. In the first episode, Lulu and Anthony, because they, they re- they're reunited, they're so happy to see each other, yeah. and then they go kind of alone. There's a party, and they go like alone, and they just have this moment <sighs> of like, oh, but I'm, oh, are we going to kiss? Oh, I'm I'm teasing. No, no, now I'm And that's like, that you. is so... It, it is, <laughs> it, it kind is. Of like, like disgusting. Oh. <laughs> like, I was like, ugh. I kept yeah, going back and forth on whether he was 
hot, which I mean, that shouldn't really affect, or like he, not hot, I shouldn't say hot, but like, you know, sometimes I find him charismatic and interesting, okay. and then sometimes I'm like, you're just such a, a, norm, a basic bro. You know, I like sometimes I'd be like, oh, Anthony has something going on. There's a reason these two women would be interested in him. And then it'll flip and I'm like, oh, no, he's he's just so average. Like whether I liked Anthony's character, like sometimes it just felt like here's just your typical white dude who looks like the typical guy in a rom-com. Yeah. And then sometimes and then he cooks, you know, then he has his other thing. Sam's character the, I, I find that actor, I do like that actor, and I think okay. he brings a lot of, like, pain. He was and... in Doctor Who, yeah. He was in Doctor Who? He was in Doctor He was in the, the heist episode with Capaldi, oh. where they all lose their memory. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, he was the guy with, like, the chip on his head. Oh. Okay, all right, we can go. I'll watch that. But, Colin was in Doctor Who, too. But then they also take his character. Yeah. I, I didn't like the plot line that gets going with his Scottish boyfriend. Or, no, no, sorry. Australian. Or is it Fred's? Fred, Fred, Fred's like, dating someone. Fred's dating an Australian. And Sam and can't come a, out of it. He's a bro, but I think that's like just an Australian thing. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's like a, a burly like, guy. Yeah, like he's like big hearted. Uh huh. And which maybe that's another Australian thing. But then Sam, and Sam can't even really come out of the closet and admit he likes Fred, yeah. but he has to take his relationship down. But I feel like they. I feel like they missed an opportunity to present Sam as bisexual and dealing with, dealing with that. Like, the way they did with oh, uh, definitely. D- Daryl from uh, CXG, where it's just uh, like, oh, yeah, he was married. Now he's kind of got a crush on this guy, yeah. and he's going to pursue that. And I feel like, again, like, the adult version of that story happens in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and here it's, oh, I hate you. I'm going to... He's pulling hmm. uh, Fred's pigtails, essentially, and, yeah. like, just, comp- just totally inappropriate touching. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, right in front of his boyfriend, and then just kind of, like, making passes at his boyfriend to, to test him out and see if he's, like, really faithful to, to Fred. Yeah. It was just, like, it was it just got murky. Yeah. Like, I, it was, like, all right. It's, like, I, I thought it was going to be, like, a nice, um, yeah, like, a nice exploration of this guy trying to, like, understand who he is. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, like, even they, they even get to that point where he, um... He calls the, uh, was it like a suicide hotline or just Mental like... Mental health yeah. hotline? Yeah, and he, something. Just to, uh, to prank call the Australian boyfriend. And Australian boyfriend starts like, you know, dropping some knowledge on him, getting, you know, getting like, having a real heart to heart. And Sam starts to like question his sexuality. I was like, okay, that's cool. Do, yeah, do that. And they get to that breakthrough and then immediately they back out of it. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just testing to see if... Blah, blah, blah. See, I, I, I think, yeah, and I think that's, no, and it, like I said, it's frustrating to watch. I just think there's something, having watched both her shows, I think there's something she wants to say about people, you know, making an effort to be better people and then failing. And, or maybe, like, you take, you take a step forward in your life and then, like, but then you fall back into an old habit. You know, I don't know. I mean, again, I agree with you, but I, I, she, I thought there yeah. was a glimmer to at the end. Yeah. At the end, right? There's this threat of like they're all going to be disbanded and they're not going to be in each other's lives anymore. And then all of a sudden, you get them kind of like they care for each other and they're right. And ooh, maybe okay. they're all going to go into the same place. Was it a fire? Was it a firehouse somewhere down south? Something. But okay, I feel like she was dealing less with people, and she was more like messing with. Uh, archetypes or character types. Yeah. 
and and, so. and breaking those up. Maybe so. And I'll I'll grant her that. I'll grant her taking um, a manic pixie dream girl yeah. and flipping that trope on its on its head. Right. Dealing with someone who's dealing with the adorable quirky girl and and screwing with that and and. And whatever, and yeah. the other stuff. All this stuff. I'll, I'll a, grant her a that. Tight girlfriend. As far as like, ugh, no, yeah. I don't. Okay. Maybe just because I don't, I don't feel like I know people like this. Mm. If, I feel like if people want to make a change and they screw up, they at least apologize. Yeah. And they try again, or like, there's some sort of, there's some grace there. There's no, there's no grace to this show. They just, they fall on their ass, mm. and then that's it. And then they just stay there. They don't get up. They just. Swim, they um, slide around on uh, in curry and like, hey, want a shag or whatever she says to Sam. And oh my god, they have moments of redemption, but they are few and mm. far between. Sam few and far a, between. Sam redeems himself. Uh, Lulu don't. <laughs> Melody do. Colin does. Uh, yeah, Anthony stays out. Kate stays out. It's like an eight. Nah, no. All right. All right. Well, okay. But but better than friends from college. Good to yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, for all that, like, it definitely Yeah, has, I, did, I did laugh out loud. Yeah. I did lol. All right. No well, so, but but I don't know. I I think, ugh. Because now I'm comparing it to being Apartment 23 and yeah. Will and Grace. Mm, okay. I'd probably rank it below both of those. But still worth the watch. The thing is, it's so short, uh-huh. and I do think yeah. British shows get a lot of um, traction out of the fact that, like, I'm like, well, you know, I can just watch this in one night, right? Pretty much, you and might lose an afternoon. That's it. And so many Netflix shows, you know, I, I would rather at least be mad at the characters or be like, fr- but I'm never like looking at my watch during crashing. We got to. Uh, there's a show, formerly called. Uh, scrotal Recall. They renamed it oh, because yeah. uh, it's lovesick now. That show is amazing. Oh. A friend of mine, oh. she recommended it to me, and I was like, no, no, no. And then when I finally turned around, I was like, yes, okay. yeah, like that show is great. Okay, that show is this, but they like, but everybody grows and they keep growing, they keep getting better, and it's like, mm, that's a show. Cool, lovesick. I'll check that out. I remember check when everyone, listings. I remember when everyone got the Scrotal Recall email. No? There was an email? Well, I didn't have... It's, I, I, I uh, borrowed my Netflix account. Well, that was like in the early days of Netflix... Is it a Netflix original? Yeah. 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 And I think it was in the early days of Netflix originals before there were like 10 every week, you right. know? And so Netflix, everyone with a Netflix account got like an email that was like scrotal recall. And that's just such a... It was the subject line. And, and people were just like, what? Like... Excuse me, what did you just say to me, Netflix? So, but how was that the name of the show ever? I don't know. It does, because it's about this guy. He gets a... Um, Is there another he, he meaning an of STD. the word that I don't know? No. Oh. And so it's supposed to be about him, like, going down his love list, letting women know, like, oh, hey, oh, get tested. But such a bad title. Yeah, right? Because it's not, it's not <laughs> gross at all. It's no. Very, it's very, like... Such romantic a bad and just like it's a very sweet show and the characters are all very sweet. That's, yeah, that's weird. Um, so so moving it over to Lovesick, it's like there's your that title. Fits. Oh yeah. My God, that's got, hilarious. Got a little lovesick. Hilarious. Okay, but before we get into our next topic, we're going to have a, a little you know pause segue pause. Okay. Yeah. No, there's like a detour. Caveat. Maybe, into. <laughs> 
a movie we both saw recently we really wanted to talk about and it does connect it, we can put it in the Red Rover world but I want to talk about Blade Runner 2049 and what I was going to say is I made you watch the original Blade Runner you did yeah I watched it for this for show for this show oh wow um, yeah yeah ages and ages ago episodes and episodes do you think that you would have with this coming out would you have gone back and watched the first one anyway no, just like on my own. Yeah, well, before um, you went and watched this. Because you probably would have gone to watch I this I think the anyway. only reason I, I cared to watch this new one was because I'd seen the original. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have I would have had zero interest in oh, seeing really? it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Because it's like... It's a big sci-fi movie. When I saw the uh, the trailer, I, was, I, I didn't even... I didn't want to see it when I saw the trailer. I was like, who asked for Blade Runner 2049? Mm. Because I saw Blade, I saw original Blade Runner. I was I was pretty lukewarm about, lukewarm about it. Let's say right. So I wasn't like aching for uh, let's add Ryan Gosling. It's like no 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 no. That story's been told. Me and so they bring this out. It's like well I'll check it out because I seen the other one. Um, I knew you're gonna see it. It's like well, yeah we can talk about it if I see this movie. So it's like there were other motivations. Every everything but the actual movie motivated me to see the movie. Okay. Um, having seen the movie. It's like I'm still kind of just like that. W- that was a very pretty movie. Mm. It's a very pretty movie. So you liked it more or less than the first one? Less. Mm. They did more in the first one. Okay. The first one, it's like, hey Harrison Ford, you're a detective. Find these people. Kill these people. And he goes okay. And he finds those people. And he kills those people. In this one, <clears throat> it's like, hey, Ryan Gosling. And before you say anything more, <laughs> are we going to spoil Blade Runner 2049? I think we How, should. I'm like, what I think we have to say. Well, I, I mean, just myself knowing, being a huge fan of Blade Runner, I did not. And, and normally, I don't care about spoilers. I will spoil things purposefully. Um, but being such a like Blade Runner is not just a movie. I mean, it's just a movie, but it's it's like one of my like foundational films mm-hmm. that I love so much. So I didn't spoil it at all. So I just think anyone listening now, yeah. um, you're you know, spoilers. you're gonna hear some spoilers. Like maybe we won't say exactly what happens at the end, but right. the whole. I mean, spoilers for the first Blade Runner. Spoilers for the plot of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Because I feel like to spoil it would be to answer a question. Mm. Whereas I feel like the movie is about this question that's posed. So I feel like we can talk about that question oh, and how sure. that's explored, but not necessarily take it to the, the answer. If that makes any sense? The question being who is the... Is It's like instead of, in the first one, is Harrison Ford... A replicant. Uh-huh. This one is—is is Ryan Gosling human, or, or is he like, or not human, but like, is he like some sort of like? Is he the first replicant? Like, or what is the yeah? Like that. Wh- what is the identity of the first child born of a replicant? Yeah, yeah. And like, I was like, and I feel like that's 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 put in pretty early. Yeah, I, I mean, like but, but see, gun. I didn't even know that was. I, I yeah. avoided all that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah so, but no, you're right. You're right. Ruins the movie. I feel yeah. like that's a reason to go see it. Right. The way like, the me going into to watch the original Blade Runner was like, okay, keep an eye out for, 
the, the, these clues. Like that's mm-hmm. what people. Mm-hmm. That's why people point you black back towards Blade Runner. Is Harrison Ford by a, a replicant, and like that's what makes it interesting. Otherwise, it's just this futuristic detective story, which doesn't do nothing. Okay, so, I completely disagree with uh, you on that. That's on the right. record. <laughs> Please see episode like three Seven? or oh, something. Oh, okay. I don't know. We'd have to look it up. Yeah, but anyway, okay. So we're in disagreement on that. I think Blade Runner is a brilliant movie. Even without the question of is Deacon Deckard, sorry, is Deckard a replicant or not, um, the original, I don't think that even necessarily matters. But, okay, but let's talk about this one, because we've already talked about that one. So, Uh, so, so you didn't like it that much. You thought it was pretty. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean. It's good looking. I wish I'd seen it in 3D. That's how I feel about hmm. the visuals of Blade Runner. Okay. If you can... Spend the extra five, ten bucks. Treat yourself and go see it in, in 3D because it's worth... It's like, there's this part where like this billboard kind of pokes Ryan Gosling. This huge woman starts talking to Ryan Gosling. And it was like, oh man, that's awesome. He's, he's, in, a, he's in a spacecraft all the time flying around. There's just like... There's it, just cool stuff to see. It's kind of like to me like with Avatar where like Avatar it's like take it or leave it. But you can't, you cannot argue that those weren't some beautiful. That was not a beautiful looking movie, worth, you worth the three D ticket, Catherine. Are you kidding me? I really bristle at that comparison, and I will tell you why. Because first of all, Avatar, I hate Avatar. Okay, okay. but that's fine. I it mean, was people only do. Pretty. I see. What you're I don't. I just don't even know if I would say it was pretty. Like, so, okay, or maybe I would say it's pretty. Yeah. But this is something else because. Okay. All right. Because so much of Avatar is CGI, yeah. and it looks like CGI. And I couldn't. Mm, every I would okay. say Blade Runner twenty four nine. I mean, there are scenes when you know, like I really like Jer- Jared Leto plays kind of this like mad. Uh. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not gonna praise like, Jared Leto's performance. Is this like Jared Leto's year of like not being given a full character? I was really pleased He's with how little he poster. was. I was pleased with how little he was oh, in it. I was like, goodness. thank God he's not. He, I, I was like, if he ruins this, but he's not in it that much. Toward the end, I have some problems, but anyway. When but I was talk, gonna say yeah. he has like a layer. And it's this kind of like it's this float, this platform on water, yeah. and I mean yeah. just you know just a scene like that where the it looks so otherworldly, like okay, you know visually like the world building in this you you go into a scene and every detail and it, it, there's so many I know there is CGI I'm not saying there's not mm-hmm. but I'm just saying there there are the real world effects are so Avatar it looks like a jungle made of like blue squigglies in a computer. That's all I'm saying. This looks like a real, and maybe it's because it's grittier. It is, it is real. They're actually in a room and you can see like the architecture or the the decor or whatever. Um, Even uh, Kay's the character played by Ryan Gosling, even his um, apartment. I love like how it looks kind of like a you know, it looks like something you'd see in Tokyo, but then it's like all kind of covered in this dust. And I don't know, just just so many details and and so much, you know, work and love was put into every frame, and that's totally the director, right? Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah, Villeneuve. Okay. Um, 
look it up, please. Because I'm, I'm no. now doing like announce. Never mind. Oh, announce this movie. I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember like the last when you, after you were saying, I was like, okay, yeah, Via Nueva. Via Via Nueva. No, no, I what trust you. Village, I, ninth Village or something? New Village? Oh, maybe. Um, because he did Arrival. Yeah, and I like that movie. Love yeah. that movie. Yeah, a little problem with the ending, but I love um, In- Enemy. <laughs> All right. But anyway, okay, back to Blade Runner. So, so I was really happy. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of expectations about this movie, and I thought if this is just because now it's going to be tied to Blade Runner. Yeah. Right? And also, it's going to be tied to Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Okay. Which is the novel, the Philip K. Dick novel that Blade Runner is based on, which is also I love. And it's it's kind of one of those The Shining situations yeah. where Blade Runner, Philip K. Dick actually, he died, I think, before it came out, but he got to read the um, script for it, I believe. Okay. And he was like, this sounds cool. Not really that connected to my movie. And there are certain things in 2049, Blade Runner 2049, that are that are connected back much more to Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Okay. Um, so so I was happy with that. I, okay. I was happy with the way it looked. And I was 90% happy with the story and the plot. There, My criticism of it is... It kind of lost me at the end. Mm-hmm. There, there is yeah. this central mystery, and you're mm-hmm. pursuing it. And, you're and I like that there's a twist. Yeah, is all I'll say. But then, the direction it twisted into, I was like, Yeah. Oh. Yep. Okay. It feel this movie feels to me like that's the second the second Matrix movie mm. where it's like, Hey, let's just take a couple hours and walk around and just look at, and look at the sights. That's Blade Runner twenty forty nine to me. There isn't a lot happening, and it feels like it's setting up a grand ending, which mm. would be like maybe possibly a um, a replicant revolution mm. or some some replicant renaissance awareness awakening thing. Like there's this this movie to me felt too much like they were building towards another movie, mm. whereas the first Blade Runner was very self-contained. Mm-hmm. It's like he leaves at the end. But it's because he to to go off and like and be on his, or be with uh with Sean Young. Who where is she? Is she's not dead? Why wasn't she in this movie? She is listed in the movie. Okay, but I, because I they did the. There's a whole article on yeah. how Harrison Ford got to age, and she had to be like digitally recreated mm-hmm. as her younger self. Yeah. Which I feel like what they would have done is. In order for her to survive as a replicant, mm. she would have had plastic surgery to age herself and fit in as a fifty-year-old uh, human, however old she's supposed to be. But there's no thing saying that replicants don't age because look at the very first, you know, set piece. In the first set piece, he's hunting down a replicant yeah. who has obviously aged. That guy's got wrinkles. Um, the David, what is his name? David Batista? No, that's not. Right. Yeah, Dave Batista. Dave yeah. Batista. Drags yeah, from, uh, yeah. Drags the Galaxy. Who, which, God, he's a great actor actually, and I yeah. love that first set piece. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful to look at. But and and, and you say, okay, you're saying not much happens. Yeah, it's and just I like do this think one thing. It yeah. ta- it takes its time, but I think the action scenes are cool as shit. Like there are some cool action scenes. The only part I, the only one I like. Uh-huh. And I just straight up enjoyed mm-hmm. was okay. You know, spoilers. Harrison Ford in this movie. Him, he and Ryan Gosling. We'll say at least they meet, and they're both running, 
and Harrison Ford uses the door and Ryan Gosling runs through the wall. There wasn't enough there weren't enough reminders in this movie that Ryan Gosling's a fucking robot, a fracking robot, excuse me. And I really like that they like threw that in there. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, this guy's like super powerful. Why can't he just do whatever? Well, and, he does. I mean, you you see him fight people and he's definitely got a lot of strength, you know? I, I don't know. I see I, him fight. When he fought Dave Bautista, it was like, okay, it's two powerhouses fighting each other. But then after that, it was just like, he may have well have just been a, a regular dude because he even had a gun. And it was like, oh, well, if he doesn't have his gun, does he lose his power? Because um, there's a part where his, his ship crashes. And then there's the other replicant who's... He's not a superhero, Shamari. What I'm saying, though. Ain't he? He's supposed to be no. like this like super honest, this super strong... Vigilante-esque type guy, no, you know, no. on the edge of the he's law. Working, no, he's working yeah. for the police. That's oh, why he's doing I did wonder, what do you think? Because there's a scene where he's walking through the LAPD station and he gets some dirty looks. Yeah, yeah. Is that just because he's a replicant? Yeah, like some people hate and all that uh, other stuff. Okay. I like, it's mm. like, but it was like, that was so quick and it was like, okay, so he's not, why would they hate him if yeah. he's out there helping them? That's what I'm saying. I it's didn't, like people I didn't don't, get that. It's like in the canine unit, they don't kick their dog. But see, w- one thing that did surprise me about the movie, I wasn't expecting a lot from Ryan Gosling. I mean, okay. I, I like him. I think he can be good in, in some stuff. I don't think he's, you know, like the best actor. I wouldn't put him on the level of like Oscar Isaac or something, who I think right. is really good. Okay. But okay. I actually thought Gosling's kind of perfect for this role because so much of it is him. You actually see him being a replicant more in the way he doesn't react to things. Yeah. You know, there's almost kind of like this non, non-reaction non he mm-hmm. does where someone will say something shocking or hit him or, you know, just kind of they'll express like their human passion. And it he does react, but it's almost like processing first. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of this slow. And there's one scene where you see him break down. And I was like, wow, that was really powerful to see his emotions finally kind of bubble to the surface because one thing I think you get about replicants is they do have emotion oh, okay. but they're a little bit more disconnected from them. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, you know, <clears throat> there, there has been some talk uh, about the way women are portrayed in the film. Yep, just and, to bring that up. You know, I, you, you got to address that I think because, I mean, there, there are sex spots, there are hookers, you have Robin Wright Penn, great. Oh my God, right? excellent in her role as his boss. Um, but you know, the, it's just that kind of this implication that like, like the sexualization of women, you know, has stayed the same or even digressed. I mean, really. And he has like his little sex spot. You know, he has his, yeah. And and she's the movie post. The poster for this movie is so misleading. You think it's going to be Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling and Jared Leto and then whatever the actress's name who plays his his hollow sweetie right. is just like, oh, this is going to be some cool like exploration of, of the existentialism and stuff like that. Ryan, and and uh, Ryan Gosling's going to do that. And Jared Leto's going to have a really meaty role. And whoever that woman is, like, yeah, she's got to be in it. She's on the poster. And then you go and you watch the movie. But she, she is. Can you care to elaborate on... Well, what I was going to say was, I, I do see the criticism, you know, of the film in the way that, you know, women's bodies are exploited just kind of interchangeably, offhandedly in a lot of scenes. It's okay. just like, okay, like, here's another naked, you know, sexy girl. So right. that, I think, 
they definitely could have risen above that, right? Like, but what I appreciated about her in light of him is just that, you know, here's everyone questioning if he's human or what mm -hmm. it means to be human. And now he has something. It's like a copy of a copy. That's what I saw her role as. Like, because as much as he is not human, she is even less real or yeah. less human, right? He carries her around. She's a computer program he carries around in a hard drive, yeah. basically. But he's he senses humanity in her. So I, that plot wasn't a total loss for me. I got something out yeah. of that. All right, okay. Yeah, but but anyway, and then you know, and then there's the the kind of badass chick who works for Jared Leto. Yeah. Do you remember her name? No, no, she probably oh Joy. love oh love. Seriously? Yep. That was her name? Yep. Okay. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure. But anyway, so this is like Jared Leto's henchwoman, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I don't think they gave her enough really backstory either, but. I did love the scenes where she would beat people up. Like, she is just a badass. And that's what I was going to say. The last action set piece, without saying too much um, about who it involves and what happens, mm -hmm. I, was I was, like, trying to gra gasp for air. Because there was something about the way it was set up, and it was so intense, and this, and, you know, everything was counting down, and there were like different things going on. I don't know. I was, I got really into that last action yeah. set piece. It was yeah. good. It looked amazing. It looked so real, and it you, was unique. You went in like ready to love this movie, and yeah. I went in ready to figure out why they made they bothered making it. And now and here you are, just like, oh, I love that. That part was cool. Oh, I totally got it. Like, like this movie was for you. They made it for you and others like you. Whereas I feel like I've kind of like I'm not even I'm not necessarily on the Blade Runner bandwagon. Mm. But I'm curious enough to like to look at it, um, and just be like, I'm, and I'm just looking at. It, I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't wait. What? Why? Huh? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the the truth of it is, I maybe I was I, I was too confused going in, or I was like, because so much of that stuff I feel like just went over my head. I saw Ryan Gosling with his zip drive lover or dumb drive lover, whatever. He it's like he. When they introduce her character, she's supposed to be like, you know, this Susie Homemaker type, like, uh, uh, fantasy woman. And he's like, oh, I got you something. And it's this little thumb drive, like, I can carry you around with me. And every 30 minutes, it's going to make a weird ringtone. And people are going to know I have you. And, oh, if I, if I break it, then you're gone forever. And guess what happens? And, no, not my hologram. <laughs> And it's like, later on in the movie, it's like giant version of her. Hey, Ryan Gosling, you should buy a version of me. But, that, but that's the point. And I'm just like, what? And it was just like, but that's I the want point, her to right? do something. It's like, the thing, that, the thing that disappointed me is like, okay, A, she, got, she gets fridged. B. <laughs> I did think about that. I did think about how they invented a whole new kind of fridging. It's like, it's like she, it's like yes. they fridged a refrigerator. Is essentially but, to me what they but, did. But here's the thing why it's yeah. actually not fridging. Because it doesn't motivate his behavior. His behavior it is... It does. He gives him a power-up, doesn't it? I thought, like, isn't... Okay, maybe I'm, I, I have to rewatch it. But when he loses her, it's like he's with Harrison Ford. The cops show up. He, they're fighting him. One of them steps on him. Maybe that's when they get Harrison Ford and yeah, get away. Yeah, it is. But I was like, is that like his... 
No. See, because I thought that too. I was like, oh, a whole new kind of fridging. But that's, it doesn't even, it happens when most of the movie is over. And, I mean, no, you're right. It's fridging in the sense that maybe it's supposed to add an extra layer of, like, sadness to him. But it doesn't motivate his behavior. And the movie is better than that. His behavior is motivated by finding out, are his memories real? What is the origin of his birth? Why did they kill her? Yeah, I mean, I you know. It's like, if there's one character who could have just, like, hung in there, um, and there could have been, like, a deus ex machina of her, like, downloading into a different system or being in the Wi-Fi, sure, do that. But it's like, she's gone? Well, it's like, why was she there? And then it's like, well, when, um, was it Love, you said, pops up and kills Buttercup, <laughs> Lieutenant Buttercup. What's oh, her, uh... Robin chief? Wright Penn? Yeah, uh-huh. Robin Wright Penn. It's like, why did she have to die? And she's a cop. Yeah. See, no, no, no. You're you're getting to the part where I think the plot does stop making sense. Yeah. There's a plot. There's there's a time when they start chasing him. Yeah. And then the things that he does, and then the steps that they take, and oh, that ending. I mean, not that it's a bad ending. Like the actual ending scene is beautiful, and I I loved it. But okay, okay. The oh yeah yeah. You know what is happening there? I'm like, but then they're absolutely going to know where he is and what... Uh, yeah, and then so... The, the whole... The whole the, the idea of the first movie, to me, it was talking about, like, you know... No, again, okay, this is a, was a conversation I'd had before. Talking about with this new Blade Runner, they were trying to find out how a replicant could have an organic birth. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like this race to find, find out if that if that actually happened yeah. or if it's just like a wild goose chase. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in the first one, they set it up as, you know, replicants think they're real. Yeah. He he Harrison Ford's job is to show them that they're not real. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, it's like when they show Jared Leto's character, it's like you may they make it seem like off screen. He would have created a replicant that could give that could He's trying. give birth. He's desperately trying. But so, but it was just like the, and like there's something about the pursuit of it that didn't mm-hmm. that didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me because it's yeah they don't want the future. No, and well, it's that, like, well, no, no, that's the that's the conflict between him and the LAPD, right? Okay. Like the LA, like you could look at it as like you know Google inventing something that would be like a technological breakthrough yeah. but that would threaten like the fabric of the security of our, our society right so okay. so the LAPD because of all the things with replicants or the government or the, whoever doesn't want these next level replicants but Jared Leto is like this mad scientist who want who, who's he's 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 a god. Like, he has a god complex. And that is true to the first movie. There's a scientist yeah. with a god complex. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but you're right. It, it definitely, like, it, it gets a little battle star to me at yeah. the end. There's definitely some Somebody battle star. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's too many conversations about, that, about yeah. this movie. That's the problem. Yeah, so anyway. So, okay. But, but what I was going to say, and, and maybe this is a good note to wrap up on, you know, your... You saying that, like, it was made, you know, for me or pe- mm. others like me yeah. um, has been borne out at the box office, right? Like, we've seen that. It's yeah, not gosh. not making a lot of money. And I think, actually, that is fine with me. 
Because you're just you're happy they made it at all. I'm happy they made it at all, yeah. and also it was a cult film original, and I would rather it be the movie it is mm-hmm. than have it be watered down in some way where it's like everybody goes and gets it and I mean again I'm not trying to say no, like I that I like that it's some ooh, it's like reverse Star Trek whereas the, the, the Kirk movies the Jean-Luc Picard movies were for Star Trek fans but the J.J. Abrams Chris Pine movies have been repackaged so that anybody can walk in and enjoy this yeah. Star Trek movie yeah. and that's why I feel like people hate it so they so they made this for the purists. Yeah, exactly. And for the fans, yeah. Look so. what happened. I feel like they should have just made it like a, a Netflix series or something like that. They're gonna like try and target specific people. I'm gonna see it again. I'm gonna give it at least fifteen more of my dollars. So of course you will. <laughs> Go see it in three D if you haven't already. I'll All right, guys. You. So <clears throat> moving on, we're running a little late. I'm sure I'll. <laughs> cut us down a little bit but no no we're good we're good so guys it is uh october and there's a little holiday called uh national uh apple fritter day i was gonna say arbor day coming up which is a good joke from the orville i was trying to think of another october holiday and i couldn't i mean i guess i could have said indigenous people's day but that's already passed yeah uh yeah so no it's halloween halloween's coming are you, exi- <laughs> are, you, are you excited? Um, Halloween might be my, my secret favorite holiday. Okay. But it's always bittersweet because it's the last non-family like, couples holiday. So, if, like, it's after after Halloween. It's, like, the last holiday where you can get wasted. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's socially appropriate. Then it's, like, Thanksgiving. Well, stay sober and eat turkey. Christmas. Stay sober and open presents and then eat turkey. Our families are and so then, different. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Which is just kind of like, I gotta find a party. Then, uh, I don't know, flag day, gotta buy a flag. Okay. <laughs> and then Valentine's Day. And then after that, Cinco de Mayo. And then, or Cinco de Cuatro. You left out Valentine's Day. No, did you I, say I, Valentine's I I, Day? I, I, I tacked it in. Um, okay, so you like Halloween. I mean, yeah, I love Halloween. I love dressing up. I love candy. I, I Like, Halloween... There's a great Will and, and, and Grace joke. I was, I think it's an old episode, but he's like, Halloween. No, no, it was a new, oh yeah, it's the new Will and Grace, because it's an episode where he's dating the younger guy, and the younger guy who's played by Ben Platt doesn't know about, like, LGBT history. And okay. so Will is like, let me educate you. He's talking about um, Stonewall, and he's talking about all these other stuff, and he's like, and Halloween, which we rightly took from the children. <laughs> <laughs> great joke, great joke. <laughs> All he right. was like, because their costumes weren't good enough. <laughs> it's true. Like, adults love like, Halloween mask now. Mask in a trash bag is not a costume. But also, so many good, you know, there's there's good pop culture. There are mm. good movies and TVs that are just about Halloween. Like, so many great episodes of TV shows that are about Halloween. Yeah. And then there's good scary stuff. And so you can have your pick. If you don't like scary stuff, you can just watch, like, the amazing Bob's Burgers episode where the kids go to the island. Full-size bars okay. or whatever. Yeah. get all the full-size candy bars. There's also one where they um, they, they try and scare uh, Louise. Have you mm. seen that one with the, the, the killer in the house sort of thing? Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure okay. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I've seen every Bob's okay. Burgers, but I need to see it. Yeah, so there's just so many good stuff. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do a Halloween <laughs> episode about... Oh, I'm so sad. Okay, no. We're going to do a Halloween episode about... I'm so sad what you're going to assign me. We're going to give each other both our homework right now. We're going to watch it. We're going to come back and do one 
All Halloween, All Hallows Eve, Spooky Spectacular. Okay. Thing, okay. When, when, when can we start talking about the, the assignment? Or can we not? Yeah, I thought or we were just going to say the assignment. I wasn't sure, because you're over here about to, you know, talk about how sad you are. And I'm saying, like, okay, look, as a young lad, I loved my, my monster movies. I loved uh, Bela Lugosi as Dracula, Lon Chaney Jr. as Wolfman, um... Oh, goodness, I get it. Bro, Boris Karloff is Frankenstein. Oh, why don't you assign me Teen Wolf? Don't, don't bring Teen Wolf into this like that, okay? That's sacred. You don't just, like, throw in Teen Wolf. You start I... with Teen Wolf. Okay, so assign but me no, Teen Wolf. no, that's not, no, 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 Catherine. <laughs> Look, okay, okay, all right, here's what's happening, Rovers. Um, in our, in our holes of every kind. I want to assign Catherine Van Helsing starring Hugh Jackman as a fun Halloween spooky scary romp. She looked up the rating on Rotten Tomatoes and is feeling differently. She wants to look at The Wolfman. And I'm just like, there's no argument there. That's just a good movie. It's art. It's pure art. Or Van Helsing is the dream. You know how long I waited for a movie like Van Helsing? I'm just giving it to you. You get to start there. It's like the, the wait. Is the that beauty. is it Guillermo del Toro? No. Oh. This one I don't even know who made this movie, but it is so. <laughs> because why did you say I don't know who made this it's movie like a, that? I don't know. Because it's like a... I don't know who made it, but God bless him. <laughs> Because it's like, this movie came out after they did the Brendan Fraser mummies. So they were like, oh, we're good. Like, so Universal's like, oh, we're opening up the floodgates. We need all this money with Brendan Fraser re- revamping the mummy. So we're bringing out everybody. Frankie, Wolfman, Dracula, everybody's in it. Mm. Hugh Jackman, who just, who'd been Wolverine. Yeah. I maybe see the twice con- by I then. I see the connection there. And it's like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to send him in to hunt these guys down. And it is so much fun. It's so much fun. Fun. Does he break into song and dance? Of course not. When he doesn't, well, you got to go to Broadway to see him do that. He doesn't sing on. He doesn't sing in any X Men movies. He didn't sing in Logan. <sighs> Catherine, okay. If you only understood this gym. I guess I'm going I'm to. You, no, no, no. Now I'm hearing just... <laughs> hearing your passionate defense of it. I'm just going to look oh. forward to oh. destroying it in front of your eyes. I mean, so. you can try. I, I feel like what's going to happen is you're going to be watching it, and you're just going to see butterflies. You're going to fall in love with it, with this movie and how much fun it is. You're like, oh, <laughs> Ben Helsing. That's another, my Catherine another impression. Another Puss in Boots. <laughs> oh, because, not really. Because, this is why I say that, because, you know, it's just like, <laughs> this Oh, you know, it's not Puss in Boots was that bad, but I gotta watch this when there's all this other stuff I, I, I wanna watch. <sighs> I'm doing a Stranger Things season one rewatch before season two comes out, so I just hope I can fit Van Helsing in, you know? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> it was either Van Helsing or... Teen Wolf. Or maybe like Monster Squad, I feel like would be fitting. But Van Helsing is better than Monster Squad. Okay. You see what you see the favor I'm doing you here, yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah. like uh, we could ask the viewers: Can Shamari legally make Catherine watch Van Helsing? If if we could do a poll, like should I should Catherine watch Van Helsing or should she watch The Wolfman? Which I'm like Van Helsing, I feel like could lead to a good discussion. 
where you've been like rovered and you just tell me how right I was and how much fun okay. you had. And the wolf will just be like, I don't know. You did appeal to me with the word camp, so I'm going to try yeah. to go in uh, for that. Okay. Don't I'm... watch it with the instigator. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assign you something that's super relevant and <laughs> awesome and scary, so you're welcome. Uh, you got to watch The Babadook. About Pennywise's boyfriend. You've never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about how the Babadook's become a gay icon. That's, like, a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. I do want to say, like, I love the Babadook from the get-go. You can go to my blog. I think it's, like, you know, because Babadook came out, I want to say, 2015 and was one of my favorite movies of the year that year. See, I'm, like, reverse worried because I'm, like, am I going to, like, go buy a nightlight now? Because I get scared kind of easily. And this seems to be like a thing in the closet under the bed, and I'm like, it's so it might. Scary. Oh man! Oh, it's so scary. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, no, really? No. You don't want to watch something? I mean, scary? like, I don't, <laughs> I don't go looking for a scary movie. Oh, okay. Unless there's like a funny twist. Like I got tricked into watching it. That was like a dare. Mm. It's like my aunt came in. Wow. It was like it, this might have been like Thanksgiving or something. You mean the original it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And she was like, oh, you guys got to watch this movie. It's so much fun. And there's this thing. And it was like, it was me and my sisters and my aunt. And it was like, you know, I was, I'm the youngest. So like, they were all like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, why well, do not want to go sit in my room? So I watched it and, oh, and now I'm the man I am today. <laughs> With flaws and all. Now um, I'm about to go watch this Babadook thing. It's going to scare oh, the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, man. it is. Oh. You, want some, you want something different? No. I mean, I, I, it's a good movie, too, though. It's I don't just like... I mean, here's what it's not. It's not torture porn. Okay. It's not super gory. Yeah. Like, it's just a kind of, of great... I, I really love, um, you know, scary movies that kind of have this gothic, like, modern update of, like, a fairy tale to it. The thing is, because we watched uh, The Witch, otherwise known <laughs> as The Witch. Yes. That was not scary to me at all. Okay. And I was able to handle that just fine. But now you but you know how I feel about Pennywise. Now you want me to watch this the biography scarier. about his boyfriend. It's like, oh goodness. This is I know scarier this than go. than the witch. I mean, the, yeah. Lights the, on. Yeah. To go to sleep for a month. Yeah. And yeah. I have to go get my blankie. Yeah. So, but you'll. I think you'll. I think you'll like it. I mean, I think you'll appreciate. It. I've seen it. I the first time I saw it, it scared the shit out of me. Ugh. But the second time I saw it. Not as bad. Not as so yeah, there you go. Just watch it a couple times in a row, uh, and then you know what you yeah, have. Yeah, that'll work great. You know what you have that I didn't have in 2014. You uh, can watch the Babadook, get really scared, be scared of the Babadook, but then you can look mm. at like the Babadook's LGBT Tumblr mm. and be like, oh, well, yeah. start it, and if it's too scary, yeah, it will be. So what's my plan? Can I watch Teen Wolf? <laughs> there's some there's some scary episodes of, of Teen Wolf on the TV show. I mean, I can think of something else, but now we've wasted all this time talking about the Babadook. I think you need to suck it up. So watch it during the day. Uh, yeah, but then, like I need to watch it like at like three a.m. Mm-hmm. That way the sun will rise and then I can go to sleep. <laughs> I got I got my strategies. Okay, because I was gonna say if you watch it during the day and then like you the go on, coming. well nope. yeah, but you I have need, your I need, I need time away from darkness. Day. Okay, okay. I need plenty of sunshine. Okay. I the, the Shining was a movie where I watched it with my brother when we were kids, and it was one where he had to turn it off and then next morning wake up and finish it because it got so scary. 
<laughs> Have you seen The Shining? Uh, yes. Did maybe it? not. Maybe oh, I haven't seen all of maybe it. Maybe not, yeah, because it's scary. Yeah, um, I, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're a grown man. You can watch The Babadook. Yeah, with your blankie. Okay. <laughs> uh, guys, if you want to play along. Or donate Nightlights to the Save Shamari Fund. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be hiding around the corner and then I'm gonna like take a picture of your face. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work out great. Right when like the Babadook jumps out. Uh, yeah, so oh, if you want to play man. along at home, check those out. Oh, Babadook streaming on Netflix. I think I'm gonna have to pay money for Van Helsing on Amazon. Like just like three dollars or something. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and then um, we are gonna talk about both of those and a <laughs> Halloween themed movie we love on the next episode. So thanks for tuning in. As always, uh, click like on our Facebook page. Yeah. Five stars on iTunes. All that just stuff. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Mandy Patinga's gonna be in a movie. Get rovered. <laughs> I wanted to tell you about what? it. What? Uh, something terrible. Awesome. I'm sure it's going to be great. Gonna bring it way down. <laughs> Is Get Rovered like, hey, Get Rovered, Jamari. Manny Padingan's career it can be. will be evergreen. Get Rovered is whatever you feel in your heart. Okay. Well, uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Shamari, <laughs> what do you want to tell the listeners? I don't know. Avoid wonder. It has Manny Padingan in it. <laughs> Thank you.